0: Oh, Matt, Matt, thanks so much for partying up with me. It's, it's kind of like our old times in Elden Ring.
1: Hell yeah, I know. This is gonna be great. Uh Fuck. I'm I'm ready. I'm rolling a, a sorcerer here, so uh. Nice. You know, so let's Barbarian let's get ready to rock.
0: always, every day, 24-7, barbarian, so I can't wait. Yeah.
1: Also outside of the game.
0: Yeah, every day. Uh so I'm ready to uh I'm ready to roll this uh Diablo game. Uh, let's go. Oh, oh there oh there's a NPC right over there. Let's uh let's go let's go talk to
1: Okay, great. <clears throat>
2: Greetings. My name is Deckard Cain. Hi, Deckard. Stay a while. Listen. Okay. 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 Great. I know of many myths and legends here in this town of Tristram. Okay. Okay. And if the two of you go and retrieve an
1: amulet for me, God, this guy talks so fucking Perhaps I could slow. enchant
2: it. And... All right.
0: Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm going to skip to the next line. Let's see where we have to go. Okay. Skip.
2: Griswold, a man of great action and
1: greater courage. God. Okay, I'm gonna, His okay. Memory I'm gonna skip.
0: skip. Skip this part. Skip this you part. You think
1: somebody that's trying to get us to do something would we'll just get to the fucking point?
2: Griswold speaks of the anvil of oh, skip. fury. on skip. I think I, I Griswold, skip that part. <laughs> the anvil of fury was
0: smelt around the skulls of All the right, five skip. most skip. powerful. Skip. Skip, I just want to start the game.
1: Each Come on, of the I'm a Magi
2: had their own powers. The what? first Magi okay. was
1: known for his impetuous m- demeanor. Skip. I am kind of upset because I wish now I knew what that was about. What? The second Magi was a fire mage.
0: Skip, skip. You know, if this asshole keeps going, I'm the I'm third gonna... Magi was skip. me. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him because part of me thinks he's just fucking with us. And I, I, if you just let him talk, he wouldn't, he wouldn't yeah, even know what he was
1: saying. I, you know, just get to this, get to it. We're trying to do something for you. You have quite a
2: treasure there in your Heradric cube. According to Heradric law, the cube can restore a Heradric staff. Yeah, just let him go. See,
0: see, what this asshole even knows what he's to talking. To do about. it,
2: use the cube as you would a scroll. When the cube opens, place what? both pieces of the staff into it and use the cube's transmute Did power. we miss the quest, You'll bro? be pleased to know like that the cube what has our other loot. alchemical uses as well. Skip, I, six gems plus one sword transmute into a... Skip, 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 skip. I miss my wife skip. dearly.
0: Whoa. Oh, no, oh my no, god no, 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 no. Oh, fuck. I think I accidentally skipped oh,
1: We miss pivotal story Oh no, my god no, no.
2: Each day is lonelier than the previous one. <laughs>
1: oh my god
2: <laughs> I looked in the mirror the other day And saw an old man staring back oh, at me Oh
0: no 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 And no. thought
2: Where have the years gone Where are my friends Oh my god Where is my wife <laughs> I leave it to you to discover other formula for your heradric cube. (laughs) (laughs) We bust open barrels to collect loot and blast frozen orbs at skeleton mages as we game and tell Blizzard's beloved and controversial action RPG Diablo franchise this week on Get Played.
0: Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, along with our third host, Matt Apodaca.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Hello, everyone! And welcome back to Get Played!
1: (laughs) Wow, here we are. Happy
2: July 4th to all our listeners. Oh, yeah. Especially those of you internationally. I hope you're recognizing America's Independence Day. <laughs> yes,
1: the best country in the world,
2: <laughs> and it's only getting better.
1: Yeah. Oh God, what a <laughs> everyone's gonna be mad. <laughs> we don't mean that. This is obviously the worst country in the, in the world. No, uh, no, it's yeah. a
0: mixed. It's a mixed low middle. It's yeah. a mixed low middle. Sure. Guys, yeah. Let, that. Give credit right. where credits due. Yeah. You know, I can go to the fucking grocery store, and I got Lucky Charms, Lucky Charms marshmallows only, chocolate Lucky Charms. There's yeah. probably uh, there's probably fruity Lucky Charms. Oops, all Charms.
1: Have you seen? I'm a cinnamon toast crunch guy. They have these cinnamon toast crunch churro shaped ones. My yeah. God, the way they soak up the milk, insane, unreal. Well, great uh, cereal's great. You're right. America rules. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really follow what's going on in food, so
0: <laughs> trust you guys. <laughs> Um, I'm really excited about today's episode, uh, because of the, this is a format that I love. It's a, it's yes. a, it's a special episode. D- each time we do this, it's about a game that's dear to one of our hearts. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and you know, the last time we, we dabbled in this, it was, uh, Matt Alpadaka's fantastic Pokemon oh. episode. Oh. Just really, really, really rich, loving, attentive. Like, it was a great, a great journey we went on.
1: Yeah, that's right. That Uh, was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was.
0: And before that, I talked about Street Fighter 3. And if you haven't heard that episode, boy, oh, boy, did I prepare for it a long fucking time. Mm -hmm. And then it was just done. And (laughs) it's in the rearview mirror.
2: (laughs) I loved it. I learned a lot. You
0: you spend all summer building a ramp for your bike and then you finally jump it and you're like, "Okay,
1: that's that. Yeah, Did that? Yep.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have the th- so I'm I'm very neurotic because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be spearheading this one today, and I was ta- telling Matt before we started that I'm just like I'm very worried about making some error, you know, some factual mistake here and there because when it's something that's like, hey, this is a thing that I like and that I care about, you want to make sure you have your ducks in a row, and so yeah. I'm kind of presumptively. Uh, preemptively anxious about making some sort of mistake that people will pounce on me. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna see it, but I, but I will certainly like have that, that energy uh, through some of this. And on yeah. that note, I do want to offer what I believe is a correction. I still don't know for sure, but last week on our our we play you play Norco. We talked. I talked about the, and I think I realized this just after we recorded, I, I, I referenced the name of one of the composers of the game and played one of their tracks. And their name is, uh, is their handle is G-E-W-G-A-W-L-Y, and then I. And I assumed it was Googly1, but obviously it's supposed to be Googly I. It's like a Googly I thing, right? That's
1: got to be it.
0: It's too late. I I saw those tweets Fuck. at you, man. God damn it. I saw yeah. what people were saying about you. You're right class. to be worried. <laughs> yeah, this is like
1: these people. They're they're coming for your ass for sure. Like Fucking this is jackals. Like, yeah, 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 You better you better skip town. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, put a, I'll put out a notes. of apology. Everything. we well, thank you. Yeah, that's what they want.
0: One of the one of the things that we you know we're not journalists. We're just no. idiots. This is yeah. just a show for idiots by it's idiots. True. And and I made some mistakes line? in my yeah. in my Street Fighter episode. Like, there's a couple things that I said wrong, and I'm not taking them back. You yeah. just got to live with them. Hell
1: yeah, that right. Because, you got because
0: we live in a post-truth world, and if I'm going to say that Street Fighter 3's subtitle was Street Fighter 3, Desk Arts, mm. then that's what it was.
1: <laughs> yeah that's 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 and that's your right uh you know certainly as an american um uh, but also 100%. i i i've never made a mistake on the show and i never will um so that's just like just just so you know so if you think you heard me make a mistake you are at you're listening to something else and that's just not something i do
2: yeah it's a it's a matt is famously a goof free podcaster there are yeah. no goofs.
1: Nope. No. No jokes. No japes. Nothing. Uh. Very run down the middle here. I'm not here to jape. Yeah. Jape. Did you say jape? Is yeah, that a word? Yeah,
2: Japes. Yeah. Other yeah, jape. There's a there's a track called I think there's a Donkey Kong Country track called Jungle Japes. you jape. Wrong about that. Japes. Like jape is a word. Like hey, yeah. my
0: son is named Jape.
1: No, it's not a. It's not a. I would proper, proper name. No. <laughs>
0: Get inside, Jape. I mean, it's dinner time. You could, do, could You could name. name. You could. Call, you could
1: name your son Jape. You can name, you name your son Jape as a Jape. It's a, you know, uh, it's a it's a practical joke, as it were. Hey, uh, hey, yeah. hey, Jape! Jape Face, get in here. Watch. There's probably a listener named Jape, and we're really hurting their feelings.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm calling my son, Jape <laughs> Allen Face. Get in here.
1: Wow, last name's Face. Yeah. All right. All right it's yeah. okay. Hey, hey give the first name sure. Jake. What are we? We're broken holes. <laughs> what are we exactly?
2: Uh, J- I was wrong. Jungle Japes is not. I was thinking of it as a track because there is a track associated with it, but it is a level. And it's, uh, it's from DK64, but I was thinking of it primarily as a Smash Brothers stage. See, and what, we,
1: what we just saw right now, listeners, is a correction in real time. So put mm-hmm. your fingers down, put your phones down. You don't need to write in. Nick got to it, okay? we, we don't an already sent tweet. Yeah. If
2: you, if you sent it, delete it. It's fine. Primarily. And actually, see
1: it. for not being patient, delete your account too, babe. Yeah. Delete it. Shut the whole thing down, sweetie. I know. Unless this your is name a... is Jape, then tweet at us to let us know you. That's yeah. Your name. Hashtag I'm Jape.
0: And if your name is Jape Face and you can show us with an ID, I'm going to send you a free game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> of your choice. <laughs> I want to see a birth certificate. I'm a Jape birther. That's for sure. I'll tell you what. I want to see it. Don't change your I've name no, for this.
0: Again, we're not making fun of the name Jape.
1: No. no. Fine name.
0: It's a fine name. That's why I'd name my son if my it's last beautiful. name was Face.
1: Yeah, if your name is last name was Face, yeah, yeah, sure,
0: yeah. Um, but uh, if I uh, if my last name was Campbell, I would name my son Run because that's what I'm going to be screaming at it most of the time. It's oh no, I did the thing where I where I referred to a child as an hit. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. They don't exist. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a hypothetical kid, guys. Yes.
0: Should we talk about some stuff that we're doing this week before we start talking about the stuff we're doing this week?
2: I think I think we got it. I think that's the normal order of business here.
0: All right. Well, can I ask you, Nick? Ooh, what are you playing?
2: <laughs> well, uh, Resident Evil 4 merchant, I am currently playing. Hey, hey I'll start things off. Why don't I? I'll start things off. The question was directed towards me. I can, I can start things off. I'm currently playing Outer Wilds which I've put about 10 hours into. And this is one of those games that I've had in my queue for a while. I think it came out in 2019, maybe 2017, 2019 sounds right. It's a few years old at this point. And it's one of those ones where just like the critical reception has just been rapturous. Like everything I've heard is like, this game is transcendent. This is exhibit A for games as art. And I've been dragging my feet on finally getting started because there's always new games to play uh there's, there's a new game neon white i wanted to mess around with but i was like fuck it mm-hmm. i'm gonna play outer wilds i'm gonna finally play outer wild it's on game pass i'm just gonna fucking play it and here's what i'll say it's very very good it is a spectacular design just in terms of its scope and ambition that it they basically created a galaxy with its own lore uh but the thing is It is a lot less chill than I expected. Oh, I did. I did not know anything about this game because there is like you know a pretty stringently enforced Outer Wilds omerta. It seems like people Mm -hmm. are just like you don't you don't fucking tell people about this game. Don't say anything about this game. I'm trying to be cautious about not even saying too much here. Yeah, but like I didn't even know. I thought this was like an isometric game. It's a first person game. I had no idea. Uh I like I just I didn't even know what to expect. And I thought it was going to be like okay, you know I'd heard some of the soundtrack. I'd like this will be like kind of a. It's got this chill, sort of acoustic, atmospheric vibe. You're just leisurely exploring the universe. It's not that. It's very tense. You're oh. under a timer at times, um, and sometimes, honestly, it's kind of spooky. Like so some, of it's, mm. some of it's even scary. Mm. So, uh, and and it there is some skill involved. That's the other thing. Like I, I thought this was again, you just know, you just sort of explore things. It's puzzle solving. Uh, it, I was thinking maybe this might be more mist adjacent when I finally got a sense of what the perspective was. That this will be more of a puzzler, and it does definitely has puzzles. Definitely has sort of you know obtuse. Um, obtuse is probably unfair. I think these things they they have their own logic to them. It just mm-hmm. is, is a lot of work to solve them. But it's – but it, 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 there are definitely puzzles in it, but there's also, like, some light platforming, some, like, I got to figure out how to land my craft precisely on this small orbiting object. Again, I'm trying to talk very generally, so I don't spoil anything. Uh, but it's – but all that said, it's a really, really impressive game. And the more I play it, the more I like it, and I almost – you know, I was I was very close to looking at a walkthrough and then stopped myself – Oh. Um and you know, uh, I have I have a, I have a game developer friend who has exceptional taste in video games and he was he he's told me like 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 hey I played this game kind of on a whim and it's in my all time top five so I I I have there's there's so much hype behind this that it's kind of like hard not to view through that prism of like is this give, living up to my expectations and I think because it's so different than what I expected it is like I'm I'm kind of still getting oriented there but it is inarguably just like a really really amazingly made game wow um so yeah it's it's on game pass check it out outer wilds if you're, if you're looking for something kind of trippy and something atmospheric and uh a, just a just a really cool piece of art
1: i always get it confused with this is another i want to play this game and i always get it confused with uh the outer worlds very similar titles the outer titles. worlds Sam,
2: similar title. Yeah. I did play The Outer Worlds the year it came out. I'm realizing this must have been, mm-hmm. I'm realizing now because we did like a, like a Heather, you and I did a top 10 list for one of the years the podcast was on the air. And mm-hmm. I, and I put The Outer Worlds on it, which, uh, which is, you know, the Obsidian RPG that I really enjoyed. It's got, got really strong writing. Uh, but I remember that came out the same year. It was one of those things yes. where it's like two games, same title, same year, completely different premises. And I think Outer Wilds has the longer tail in terms of people, you know, still being very passionate fans of it. There's an expansion huh. Echoes of the Eye, people say, is, is really fucking good, too. So, you know, hey, maybe I'll dig into that. But yeah, that's what I'm playing. Um, I wanted something relaxing. It's not relaxing, but it is good.
0: <laughs> well, that's great, Nick. That's I'm, me.
2: Do I do I, I ask
1: someone else? I guess. I don't know.
2: Uh, I guess I'll put it to the floor
1: <laughs> on the floor.
2: Yeah, it uh, are the floor? Whoever whoever wants to talk can can answer. Well, can I can answer. go I can go very briefly, which is that Please, Heather.
0: You know, as an adult what are you playing? with Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like that guy. <laughs> that made me happy. Uh as an adult That's with a full-time guy. job and a podcast to record and a bunch of other side jobs uh I I I I have this week gone without playing a single moment of a of a video game that wasn't wow. for our podcast today.
1: Mm. Um,
0: I, and every every free, normally I'm like a multi-game girl. I, I I'm playing the game that we. I didn't I didn't have a second to spare this week to play a game, and I. Jeez. I felt pretty miserable about it. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I am going on a big plane trip. Or as I call it, I'm scheduling COVID for next, <laughs> for Sunday. Um,
1: I'm going
0: to be on a plane for like 11 hours. Man. And uh, for some of those hours, I'll be awake. And so I'm really looking forward to having a dedicated game playing space and time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to bring my Switch or my analog pocket. Part of me thinks, mm. I might go analog. Because oh. it you really... Really dedicating some 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 mental time to 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 a nice old retro game mm-hmm. if you bring the analog along, but I also know that a lot of those games are limited in scope and I might get a little bored yeah um yeah. so I don't know can't decide that's going to be my my big my big who knows what of next week's 11 hour, which also means 11 hours back
1: yeah, 11, that's, yeah. A, that's
0: a that's 22 hours. Do you plan str- to return? I do. Pl- yeah. yeah. After I've been Bad quarantined <laughs> in a foreign country for like two more weeks. Yeah. Recovering from COVID. Uh, I will come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof.
1: I'm scared. But it's you gotta gonna live. Great. You gotta live. And uh, you know what? Uh, you'll be. I think you'll be okay.
0: I'm going for work. Yeah. So what can you do? There you
1: go. That's
2: fun.
0: Yeah. How
2: the about- Huh? I, I, I was I was just going to say because I think you're making the right the calculation as someone who has done the opposite of in advance saying, I'm just gonna pick the one piece of hardware to take with me because uh, I've definitely taken more than one. I've definitely taken like, okay, I'm gonna take the mm. the switch and the three ds and and I'll take a you know a, a fucking uh, a, a, I'll take a controller with my iPad. like I've overpacked in terms of electronic yeah. entertainment, and then it's just like then that just becomes cumbersome, and you're ultimately gonna play one thing. Right. So I think I think you're making the right call figuring that out in advance. I, I don't know what to. I mean like like I I like a I like a turn-based game or a or a visual novel or something on a plane. I know that's not really your speed, but if I'm gonna uh, if I'm gonna read yeah.
0: a novel on a plane, I'm gonna read a novel novel. Uh, mm-hmm. And if I'm gonna play a, a game, I kind of wanted to be a big like a big. Game that I'm, you know, like, I would never get five hours straight to play a fucking sure. yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So part of me is like, oh, I should look up what, what whatever the most recent Switch massive RPG is that's mm-hmm. getting good reviews and, and mm-hmm. drop that in and, and go with that. But part of me is like, fuck, am, I'm, uh, am I ever going to really sit down and play like these eight newly translated Game Boy Advance games? that i have from my pocket if not on an airplane
1: that's the that's the dream right to have that as like time uh you know available to you yeah i'm sitting here and i'm sort of thinking about like some of the stuff that i have like the analog pocket and the the retroid pocket uh two plus my mental math on taking one of those on travel or taking something with me on travel is going to now have to be which one is going to be easier to replace if lost or stolen, right? <laughs> because obviously, the tail like for getting a an analog pocket is going to be a long one at this point. Like like if you jumped mm. in the line right now, it'd, it'd be hard to get one. It'd be less time for the retroid pocket too, but still a long time. And then I'm pretty sure if you wanted a switch, you could just go get one. If like you had to replace a switch, Fair. Uh, so I would say take the switch because you're also looking for something bigger too. You're looking for uh, sort of more of a, a, a bigger experience. So uh, you're, so your, your advice is go with the fear-based decision. Yeah, that's how I live my life. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. What's well, going to be the easiest thing for me if I get sad? <laughs>
2: <laughs> a few years ago, you need to replace your analog pocket. You'd be telling a tailor to a hole in your pants. I'm
0: fucking done with this show. I'm fucking done. I'm done with the show. That was it.
1: I'm I'm done. Look, I know. I understand, Heather. I unfortunately do have to give Nick a million points.
0: No. The problem is you can't. If you're at home and you're listening to the show, you don't see the Grinch-like smile that's creeping across his face as he's setting himself up. Basically, he's a, he's a child at the table who's shitting their pants while they're eating. like,
1: <laughs> but on that same side of the coin, you don't also get to see you don't get the moment that I get, which is, yeah, oh, I wonder what he's going to say. <laughs> 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 this is going to be good. I better, I
2: better,
1: I better sit back. Uh, it's a
2: it's a kid shits his pants at the table, uh, but then the uncle likes it. It's
1: like, ah, yeah, that kid, like, that's pretty good. Kid's okay. All right. <laughs> He's all right, come on. He's like, I'll do it too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm playing. Uh, so the, the, the PlayStation Plus has like updated their service to incorporate, um, some of PlayStation now. Uh, so now the PlayStation Plus basically has a massive library. Um, well, I don't, it's probably not as big as Game Pass, but it has like 800 games or so in it, um, from varying, uh, consoles. Um, some of the, the, the PS3 games are, um, streaming only, which is, uh, annoying. Uh, and the, um... PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 and PSP games are all like available for download, but there's fewer of those. But there's a lot of like PS4 games and stuff that I haven't had a chance to try. And so uh if you thought I had uh analysis paralysis before, oh boy. Wait till you see how many games they're offering uh for free. But I I decided on one recently, and I've been enjoying it, and it's Mafia Definitive Edition. Have you guys messed with Mafia? I've you never know, played I've the Mafia s- games.
0: I've seen videos of mafia definitive Mm -hmm. edition and i was like man that looks like a game i'd really enjoy
1: because i like a history type yes it's sort of like it's 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 scratching that exact itch for me as well where it's like i sort of like uh, i guess in many ways i have the taste of like a stepdad because like i like like mafia stuff like just like across the board i'm just like oh that's cool like anything mafia stuff i'm like great that that rocks i love that um but this is also like it's i mean it's basically it's a grand theft auto like right so you're just kind of going around a town sure. uh and doing various missions for your crime lord boss um and everybody's a fucking wise guy it's great <laughs> it's like it's really fun um and i haven't uh gotten too deep into it yet um but i know that the first one is pretty short cuz it's like it is just like a, a a full remake of like the original game i think um and it's like it's it's great it's 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 really really fun i feel like the combat feels really good um i was on a in the game i was on a date with a woman and some some thugs tried to stop us and i just got to oh kick boy. all of their asses and she was like thanks
2: you can't have some mama luke's messing up your date with your guma <laughs> Got to show those wise guys who's boss, who's capo.
1: I showed them the wrong side of a two-by-four, I'll tell you what. It was was really something. Uh, But it's also like, I I feel like the driving is really fun. Um, Oh, this is something that I wanted to bring up, because I just said something that I'm going to immediately take back. The driving is not fun. Regular... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the regular driving is fine like it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's good enough like it feels like it feels like the driving in grand theft auto it feels like they put intention and thought into um like the design of these cars and how they're supposed to work um there was a racing mission in one of them where you have to drive a car that is not your typical car it's a, specifically like a 1930s race car and it is insane wow. it's so fast and it's so like it's it's too much and i I was doing okay in this race, and it's long. It's a long course. Three, three laps on this really, really long course. I get to the, fi- like the final stretch of it. I can see the finish line. Two cars pass me, and I have to do the whole fucking race over again. Oh, and really I was amazing. just like, what are we doing? Like, what is this yeah. doing in here? And so I've now decided that any game uh, with a racing segment in it is not perfect. That's not a racing game. As as you know, if it's optional, that's yes. one thing. If, if it's it, it optional, be, great. If
2: if it's required for progression, like I was able to, and I know Heather actually. Heather is the one person who likes Cyberpunk's driving. Uh, but I was able to ignore like basically all the driving missions in Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I fucking loved this, that driving.
1: I don't get it, uh, but <laughs> this this is pre-patch too.
0: Oh yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd love it anymore, but at the time it was. <laughs>
1: They fixed Ooh. it, and Heather's like, "This sucks."
2: Yeah, yeah. I want to feel like I'm skidding on black ice. It was so
0: much fun.
2: Uh, the so, but yeah, like you can ignore all those you driving missions. Throw
0: your car, <laughs> like if you hit, if you hit a guardrail at the right angle, you could just throw. It was, it was like, it was like Knuckles' chaotics. I think I even hmm. described it like that at the time. With I like, think you yeah. did an insane physics engine that would just whiplash your, your shit all over the place. Like throw your car over embankments. It was great. I loved it. I'm really disappointed to hear that they fixed it. (laughs) (laughs) When that, when the DLC for that game comes out in 2028, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get back into it. I'll be like, what the fuck is this driving?
1: What they do. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, was so mad. I think I did the race two more times after that because mm-hmm. I restarted midway through. I was like, I'm just, this is not going great. Uh, this, 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 this round of this race, I better just start from zero again. Uh, and then, it, I think I just sort of took my time because the car is too fast, is the thing. Um, and uh, but it, you know, I got through it and it's fine. And if there's another one, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> I'm sure there's another one. I'm sure there
2: wouldn't just be one, but who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I the- hope they like uh Mafia Definitive Edition. I do, and I know that's a PS4 mm-hmm. game, but mm-hmm. I do hope that they update Red Dead Redemption for PS5. Because I yes. really, I want to play, I never beat Red Dead Redemption 2, 3? Which one was it?
1: The most recent. Red Dead one. Redemption 2, you never beat. 2 is the most recent. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: never beat two. I got too distracted shooting my horse over and over again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to make a metal horse.
0: horse? Blam!
1: Wow, (laughs) I I gotta kill that guy's horse. I loved that. Uh, I I loved um, beating that game. I I loved both of those uh, quite a bit. I actually tried to boot up Red Dead Redemption uh, one on the streaming uh, PS three games that they have up there. Mm. Uh, mm. but I was just like, uh, eh, what am I I'm gonna be doing this again?
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I really hope they, they bring out that shiny, slick, 60 FPS red dead, so I can I can ride my horse. Aren't there horse races in that game?
1: I think so. A horse race is fine to me for some reason.
0: Oh, it's worse for me. Cause it like your fucking horse has like life. So like you, you can't just ram your horse into like a house yeah. or like flip the horse over guardrails without like losing the race automatically.
2: I'm trying to remember if there's ho- there's horse racing in Dragon Quest eleven. I think there is. There's some sort of ra- there's there's some sort of oh. mountain race. It is the horse race, yeah. Mm-hmm. And those those are just there's just not a lot to them, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Because yeah. for that type of game, like I just don't want to have. I don't want this to be challenging. You want you want something to change up the, the pacing. Fine, I'll I'll do this horse race, but don't make me have to attempt this like a dozen times.
0: I want to invent a video game where you're racing a horse, and in order to make the horse go faster, you keep shooting it in the back of the head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your perfect game.
0: <laughs> like, and it's like a quick time event where, like, almost like Norco. Where, like, it's a big circle that becomes a small <laughs> circle. <laughs> so there's like a bit of timing to it. Yes.
2: <laughs> if you mess it up, you just uh, graze its ear and spook it. Yeah. Of
1: yeah. course. <laughs>
2: no, you no, got to no. hit it right in the brainstem.
1: <laughs> yeah. So then it's like, oh, go straight and faster. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Any horses listening? We're just kidding.
2: And gun enthusiasts listening, we're serious? Is that what you want?
1: Yeah, I don't know what you guys want. Uh, You're getting getting whatever you want, so congrats. (laughs) But that's
2: what I've been playing. Wow. Well, hey, there's another big game that's been in the news this year. The most controversial release of 2022 so far, Diablo Immortal, which came out for mobile and PC, I'll say as an aside. Uh, tepid response from critics, overwhelming disdain from gamers, and so far, and probably ultimately, enormous revenue. One of those things where everyone has kind of criticized its craven design, but you know, this is a world where cravenness is rewarded, and so that's where we are now. I, I want—we're doing this game intel this week. This is our game intel for Diablo. As Heather mentioned, we've done this previously for Street Fighter, for Pokemon. I'm going to try to en- encompass all I can about the Diablo franchise, because this is among my most played franchises of all time. Wow. Wow. I'm, I I put it, it's definitely top five. It might be top three. I don't know if it's quite number one, just because I think probably I put more raw hours just based on number of titles into like Zelda, but, or Final Fantasy. And there, there really have only been four Diablos. But I've spent so much time in particular on Diablo 2 that I've just I've logged in an untold number of hours playing these games and living in these worlds. Uh, But before before I I start to monologue a little bit more about Diablo and you guys know me, I'm prone to monologue. I I, I want to Matt and Heather, your most played franchises, Matt, I think people probably assume Pokemon uh, Kingdom Hearts.
1: yeah uh definitely pokemon obviously i've been playing all those kingdom hearts for sure um tony i mean tony hawk obviously oh there Uh, you go i would throw in guitar hero as well like i spent so many hours playing guitar Hero. like i loved guitar hero like it's like that was such a formative uh like experience for me like and like i would have like friends over to be like i have guitar hero and i have two guitars come play at my house um and I mean, and, and maybe not so obviously, I, I I do talk about it a little bit. But the God of War franchise, also, I, I oh sure, that's like a huge one for me. Yeah. I've played every single one of those games. The PSP, I bought a PSP just to play those PSP ones, and those are wow. the only PSP games that I've played. Um, it's like the only thing like it, it came bundled with it, and I was like, great, this is everything I need. I don't need I need I don't need any other games. Um, but that yeah, that one is huge. Yeah, I would replay those uh, quite a bit as well. I'm trying to think if there's anything like that i'm like missing because i only really played like truly like like those kinds of games like um like or like single player sort of like combat focused um type of games like the prince of persia franchise also like Mm -hmm. i i loved those that's like i mean i've said that that's probably my favorite game um but yeah, those are those are big ones for me. And some of them are dead franchises. Like, uh, I mean, I guess there's a Kingdom Hearts coming. There's a new God of War coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a canceled uh, Tony Hawk 3 and 4 remake. Um, yes. And, which would
2: have been via Vicarious Visions, which yes. ties in with what we're going to talk about today a little bit. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, yeah, I mean, everything else, I guess, still kind of going strong. I guess the only dead franchise is Prince of Persia, which I wish... They would bring back, and I know they're remaking the uh, the or remastering uh, Sands of Time, which wasn't that supposed to come out like last year? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, I think wow. they've delayed it like four times. I'm not joking. I think they yeah. they, they delayed it uh, yeah quite a number of times at this point. And at this point, I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> just yes, make sure everybody gets paid, and just stop. Just stop it. Sounds like it's not going great,
2: Heather. I assume your most played franchises includes Final Fantasy, especially factoring in eleven and fourteen. But I'm curious what you think.
0: Well, I was I was wondering to myself, uh, is my most played franchise Street Fighter or is it Final Fantasy? Because mm. with Final Fantasy, each individual title has sucked up more more chunks of time, right? Sure, like hundreds of hours. But I honestly can't imagine that I've spent less than hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours playing Street Fighter, right? It's just not clocked the same way. Right. Like there would be months on end when I would be playing Street Fighter 4 online every free moment I got. Um, and then that made me wonder how many hours I put into factions, Because there was Mm. two Mm. solid years of playing factions. So, does that put The Last of Us as one of my most played franchises? I don't know. I don't know. These are interesting questions for an interesting podcast about interesting games. Yeah, Mm. we don't really get
1: into it too much, but this show is actually really interesting.
0: Huh. Makes you Um. think. There was, oh, there was one other one that I was like, I might have played a lot of hours of that. but um, I can't Leisure remember what it was. Too? Leisure. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Valhalla. Oh,
1: Because I played yeah. like,
0: <laughs> I, I played so many hours that, of Valhalla. <laughs>
1: that game became default, one of your most played, because you played the most of it.
2: <laughs> but, but have you played, like, were you really into other Assassin's Creed no, prior to Valhalla? No, not at
0: all. Zero percent.
2: I so tried Valhalla a bunch alone. of them. I tried. I tried
0: so many of them. I like yeah. the one in France, the one that was portable, the one that was like the first one. I, I tried mm-hmm. them all, and I ma- ma- maximum amount of time I spent on any of those games was like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then Valhalla, yeah. I spent like six real time months. <laughs> <laughs> I like so much Valhalla, catching those fucking arrows and like throwing them back into people. Oh, so good. Um, So but those. Yeah. Street Fighter, uh, Final Fantasy, The Last of Us. And then on individual title alone, Valhalla.
2: Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, look, for, for me, Diablo is definitely one of the answers. It might be number one. You know, it's it's wow. definitely I've definitely put a lot of time into these games. I did play Diablo one back in the day. I had that for we had that for the family computer, and I and I played that a bunch as a teenager. And uh, you know, Diablo two, as I mentioned, untold hours. Diablo three, I played a lot of. Diablo Immortal, I played a bit of, and we'll talk about that in a, in a bit because I think both of you have messed around with it some. And Matt, you played some Diablo three, yes. I I've, that's your Diablo franchise knowledge. I beat. The campaign and, and resurrected, obviously Diablo 2 Resurrected. We talked about
1: yes, yeah, which we we uh, played uh, in beta uh, together. Uh, well, oh, yeah. every game we plays in beta, but um, <laughs> but um, I did. I beat the the Diablo three campaign, uh, on like a vacation. Like, I and I was like, I got to get back into Tia- to Diablo on hotel yeah. Wi Fi. I was playing, uh, um, Diablo three, and I loved it. Um, and then. I don't know if if you think these these aren't not Diablo games, certainly, but I would consider them maybe Diablo likes like the Marvel um, Ultimate Alliance games. They're more like brawlers with like a Diablo sort of like progression system. I think like there's like, um, you know, health is red, powers are blue. That's like a big part of Diablo. Um, Yes. And there's like, uh, I mean, I guess there's more of a specific skill tree. Um, in, in in those games, and but it, and it's isometric. That's really like the only <laughs> real thing. And you have but, a party. but,
2: well, well, no, I mean, but I I think the I think you're right that all of these games and you know all the the, the ultimate alliance games they made a bunch of those do they they're not exactly the same, but they no. but they definitely derive some from Diablo. Certainly the you know Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, which a you know that's that's a that's another one where it's just like. It, it it so clearly has its its roots in, uh, in, in a lot of what D, the Diablo franchise did. And then there's obviously other ones that other franchises that are just other games that are just straight up like Diablo, like straight up Diablo clones, you know, like a Titan Quest or a, uh, a, a Torchlight. There's another one I haven't played the, called Path of Exile. I can't remember, but that's what it has some really passionate like. It's kind of like, you know, how Star Trek fans became like, you know, are, are now, I don't know, if, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but apparently like a lot of Star Trek fans over the new Star Treks that have actually been made for Paramount Plus, they're like, no, the Orville is like a better execution of what Star Trek, the original series and Star Trek, the next wow. generation did. So they've gravitated towards the Orville. And I think Path of Exile, is that what it is? It is Path of Exile. I should play it honestly, because I bet I'd love it. I bet I'd probably play it too much though. I, I shouldn't play it. Um the, <laughs> the 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 Path of Exiles, I think, have similarly had that sort of vibe from a lot of the Diablo community of like they've taken the Diablo formula and this is a more direct uh air of really the game that this franchise is all about, which is Diablo 2. Uh so I'll, I'll I'll go back through the history a little bit. I accidentally closed my tab. That's okay. I'm powering through it. I didn't need to say that to <laughs> you the are nervous, Nick. It's, it's okay. okay. It's okay, Nick. So these are – why are these games so popular? Why are they so huge? Why is this one of Blizzard's biggest franchises? My thoughts are – first off, they're super simple to play and replay. They are just like – they have the trappings of an RPG, but you can just get into these immediately – The only decision you need to make when you create a character is pick a class and pick a name like that's it. You don't have to to go through a a lot of RPGs. I feel like people get analysis paralysis just with creating their character, creating their party. I have to customize this guy's forehead and figure out how many points in charisma he has. I'm fucking out. I think that, that that honestly is a pretty big stumbling block for a lot of gamers. These do not have that. And that's kind of become something that Blizzard carried over into World of Warcraft. Uh, they're action games, but they're not really action games. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know, you can play them kind of passively. You can be more into your the, into the chat than, you know, like than actually having to to babysit these because there are moments where these will get very tense. And if you're certainly if you're playing a hardcore character, which is a character that, you know, you die and that 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 see, that saves deleted, you can't play that character anymore then you have to be a little bit more cautious about it but overall it's like the pun- the penalty for death until you get to higher levels and higher difficulties is not particularly punishing and mm. so and and also the action except for some boss fights and some you know unique enemies is is usually not too uh not particularly perilous if you're adequately leveled and adequately geared which is a huge part of it and that's a huge part of the appeal as well because the gameplay loop of kill collect uh, and collect loot and then repeat is just super duper satisfying and you get to do it constantly. This is a thing that I think gets, gets understated with the Diablo franchise, but is huge for PC gaming and is again, sort of a thing that, 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 you know, became a, a guiding principle for blizzard, uh, for blizzard's glory days, which is that it runs on almost everything. And, mm. uh, you know, cause people have, they're, they're, they're definitely PC gamer enthusiasts. There's the, the, you know, PC master race sort who just want to make sure they have, you know, the fucking, but uh, the 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 highest rigs, the, the most powerful rigs, but there are also people who just like, I have a laptop that I want to play games on sometimes. And, you know, Diablo would just run on that. You could just play it on that. You don't have to worry about making sure you have the most horsepower in order to get this thing running. Diablo 2 ran in like, I think it was 640 by 480. It was ultimately they had a, they had a the expansion. It was 800 by 600. So this was not... These were not games and, and they were 2D games. These were not games that required a, a ton of 3D processing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's multiplayer, which you can play with people, but it's not super finicky about like party composition. It's not in an MMO sense where it's like, well, shit, we need tank. We need DPS. We need healing. Like, honestly, I, I watched this streamer once and he was just like, you can run uh, uh, you can run eight paladins and be fine. Eight, you know, it's like it's and and I honestly think that's part of it, because for a sort of a casual sort who's like, hey, I want to play this character. I want to play a werebear. I want to play a, a shape shifting druid who turns yeah. into a bear and you know what my friend is also doing the same thing but we can play together and we're not like completely fucked when it comes to actually progressing through this game right um so i think that's part of it whether whether that's by, how how by design that is i think that's definitely has something to do with its with its casual appeal and also i think this is another thing is just aesthetically distinct and cool the, the way they describe it is gothic fantasy and i think that's the thing it's just like the blizzard's other games are like colorful and you know cartoony uh, I I like that aesthetic. I it, it works for me, but definitely there's a complete there's there's a sect who are, who is a sect of gamers who is off put by that who doesn't want like people where like characters in pink and teal, and they're more into like kind of this darker, bleaker, uh, more gritty look that's also you know very artful in terms of its uh in in terms of its art and its sound. Um. So anyway, the first Diablo comes out uh on New Year's Evil. 1996 oh no January 31st 1996 actually he technically released in 1997 what uh, a, and it, yeah what a
0: strange day to release a video game
2: I know I think they probably got into like like oh we'll release it on New Year's Eve like I think they probably had some sort of in, internal marketing uh you know push to do that start yeah, the it's, year it's in very, hell exactly <laughs> And this one uh, and Diablo 2 will do the same thing. In fact, these these games will be like this until Diablo 3 is ported to console. It has indirect control. It's just like you click, 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 click becomes the, 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 the thing about these games. You're clicking to move. You're clicking to attack. It's largely a mouse-driven game with some keyboard inputs for shortcuts and hotkeys. So Diablo 1 is, is on the scene in 1997. Uh, it sells 2.5 million copies, very successful, developed by Blizzard North. And this is key because this is a different part of Blizzard that ultimately is folded and absorbed into the main company. The key figures are David Brevik, uh, and then the Schaefer brothers, Max and Eric. Those are kind of the the that's the triforce behind Diablo one and Diablo two, and people who say that 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 the series went off the rails after that, usually attributed to their departure and Blizzard North being folded pretty much all the key elements of the Diablo formula are present in the first entry. So isometric perspective, which you talked about, Matt, you know, the, 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 the uh, dungeons are randomly generated, just mobs and mobs of enemies, that gameplay loop of mass killing and mass collecting multiple character classes classes with a, a very quick startup, as I mentioned. And also another, uh, just things like, you know, Deckard Kane, key NPC, uh, the town portal spell, they they released an expansion in 1997, Diablo Hellfire, which is also like a part of – becomes a convention of the series, which is there's one expansion that comes out that has additional content and an additional playable class, and that becomes the hook. That one has the monk class, so there's four classes total ultimately with the expansion in Diablo 1. And it also has a soundtrack, which ties into its gothic uh, fantasy aesthetic uh, by Matt Yuleman. Let's play a little bit of this track from Diablo 1. This is Town. The town is Tristram. Mm-hmm. So, again, just just distinct from a lot of other uh, soundtracks and other games, you know? Yeah.
0: I feel like you played this for us on one of our DLC
2: episodes. I 100% did, but what I did was I played the, the remix from, or the version of it from Diablo 2, where it gets called back. And I'm not sure if it's the exact same track. I think it gets tweaked a little bit. But there's elements of Tristram in all of the OSDs.
1: Yeah, it definitely sets a tone. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so that score is really good, and uh, uh, Yulmen returns for the second part. Uh, the ma- The main thing here is this game is very small in scope. There is one town, and there is one dungeon. So you're you're out. You're at the town of Tristram there's a hell is opened a, 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 a pit pit of hell basically is opened underneath the church and then you descend into the church go into the dungeon and fight your way through to kill diablo that's the whole game so it's it's very much like when you compare it to what ha- what they do with this the rest of the franchise it's very much the prototype and the subsequent entries are the products it's kind of like super mario brothers versus super mario 3 and super mario world or uh, kind of Pokemon Red Blue versus Pokemon Gold Silver. Although I feel like Pokemon Red Blue has more uh, of the get, you know gameplay already set up. It's 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 a much smaller version. You know what Zelda One into uh, Link to the Past is maybe the best console equivalent. Okay. Even that's not perfect, mm. but it's kind of like okay, we we get an idea of what you're trying to do here, and then by the second by by this next generation entry, it's like oh shit, we've really uh, we've really blown it out. Uh, I played Diablo One, had it for like I mentioned on PC played through as the warrior class, played through as the, what was the, the was it a sorcerer? They had a mage class um, and uh, never really touched the range class. And that continued with the way that I played these games moving forward. I just usually didn't play with the range classes. I usually played with the melee and the magic ones, uh, the magic users. Uh, Matt, when you played the Diablos, what did you gravitate towards?
1: I I, I like magic. I like playing, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a sorcerer in, um, i think in both um i think in diablo 2 actually it's a sorceress uh specifically yes. um and in diablo 3 i can't remember if it's a sorcerer or if he's called something else but um i i, I think it's the wizard in 3 i think it's a wizard yeah i, I, I point is i like magic and um yes the uh in diablo 3 i had like a really crazy build like um i had like uh, I think I've mentioned it in the past, and here we go again talking about beams. I love like beams. <laughs> uh, like I think that's a fun power. Um, and so I had these like these beams that like basically like if anybody came near me, I could like spin in a circle and like Cyclops them basically with my beam. Uh, and then uh, I, I mean, he had all this. He had he had a lot of cool magic powers, but I was mostly using the beams because I think the beams might be op. They're like really really powerful. Um, but I I had that and then in the in in, in um Diablo Immortal I also picked a a, a a a magic class and um got those beams back but I also had like a teleport power. I liked the kind of the powers in in Diablo Immortal uh quite a bit actually and I hope mm-hmm. uh that when Diablo 4 comes out uh it's just like kind of the same cuz like I like how fast these guys can move. I'm not I'm not necessarily trying to get in there uh close combat wise i'm trying sure. to uh just take out waves and waves of enemy uh with like with magic it's just it's fun it's like it's just, it looks crazy too it, uh, i remember playing uh diablo 3 on my tv and my girlfriend was like what am i even looking at what is like <laughs> there's just so much going on cuz there's like they pack yes. the screen with enemies and stuff and it's all just coming towards you and uh, and uh it's just it can it can be pretty uh chaotic Oh. And an effects stacked on top of that, you know, you've yeah. got
2: you've got a paladin with auras and then you've got, you know, maybe a magic user shooting spells and, mm-hmm. and a range character, you know, uh, splaying uh, splaying javelins everywhere. It's just the screen can get very busy and, and stacked with uh, with characters and objects and effects. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot to look at.
0: It feels but like I, I, watching yes. footage of a fighting game that you haven't played like high 100%. level footage, but, but your regular screen in Diablo looks like that kind of gameplay. <laughs> yeah. We're like, okay, which character is the main character that's fighting and who are the tag in characters? Like it's, yes. it's really, it's an overwhelming visual experience.
2: Yes. It's a lot. Uh, the so so Diablo one successful Diablo two they iterate on it it comes out in two thousand sells four million copies and like I mentioned earlier this game is the entire thing this is like the whole franchise I feel like a lot of people who played this game have just been chasing that high for twenty years and it's just like I want I wish I get just could just get Diablo two it was just one of those things where just like every element worked everything everything tied in the the music again is spectacular. Uh, and as is the sound design, which I think is a big part of these these franchises. I'm going to play a couple of sounds here. Uh, we'll see how sonically pleasing this will be to our listenership. But if you play the Diablo games, these are as recognizable as like the coin sound in Mario. So here we go. Here's, here's a potion sound effect. There you go. And hey, <laughs> you cast yourself a town portal, you might be hearing this. So these are sounds you'll hear dozens of times during the game. And of course, our buddy Deckard Kane is back. Once you rescue him uh, from the now destroyed village of Tristram, this is another running theme in this game in these games is that basically everything that you do in each game is completely undone, uh, sometimes by yourself, (laughs) sometimes just by the forces of hell. But it's just sort of like you live in this nightmare reality where you'll try your best to sort of give people some some sort of respite from the onslaught of demons uh that have uh, 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 that have taken over our reality and uh usually things just end up ultimately get worse. Uh all right, here's a uh, here's here's Deckard Cain saying, "Stay a while and listen."
1: Stay a while and listen. As as Great promised. Line. Great yeah, read. Really good. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, <laughs> here he comes and saying it." And then hearing exactly what you said he was going to say, I was like, "Wow. Mm-hmm. That's what he says." That's what he says. He always gets himself in the middle, like not in the middle of this, but like mm-hmm. of any video game character, this guy has the worst life on earth. Like every, this happens to him so much. Truly bad. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Really awful.
2: Uh, so the, so here's, so basically this game, why did this game appeal to me so much? I, I think a big part of it is like when it hit me, it kind of hit me at, at during my college years. I'm that fucking old. And so it was like, this was a this was a game I had a roommate who also uh, played games and so we would play Diablo 2 together we'd be in the same the same bedroom shared bedroom playing on on different PCs and uh that was a big part of it just 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 partying together leveling up together but also just playing this game solo was just so fucking fun there's there's kind of like a a high wire element to it which you which is has been lost in subsequent entries and in the the ultimately patched out of Diablo 2 itself Uh, but you know, was, was part of the fun of it going on, which is that you could fuck up your entire character with, with one misclick. Like you have a, basically a skill tree and that's where you're, you're putting your skill points. And when you level up, you decide where you put them. If you click the wrong thing, then it's just like, you can't get that back. There's not even like a confirm. It's just, you click it and you've got you now, now all of a sudden I've got an extra point in charge bolt. Well, shit, that's not my build. But yeah. I'm locked into that. And you know what? If I'm going to try to get this character into the 80s or 90s level wise, it's going to ultimately be be a lot weaker. I sh- might as well just reroll and start this fucking thing over, man. Uh, so so there's a little there's a little bit of that. Um, but uh, a- a- and there's also like, look, there's a lot of loot, but you just don't have a lot of space for it. You have to make a lot of hard decisions. You have a stash back in the town, which ultimately gets expanded with the games expansion, uh but it's just like you you just have to you have to decide what you're going to put in your pack and what you're not going to put in your pack and when we start talking about what Diablo Immortal doesn't do as well i think part of it is just like you know those hard decisions kind of go by the wayside. It's kind of like, well, you you can pick up what well, you you have an un, what seems like a like an unlimited capacity and then your your inventory is auto sorted. Uh, also things here that like this was this was my introduction to how to emergent economies in video games because you're playing this multiplayer and there's a gold cap. There's only so much gold you can accumulate. So like you know how in animal crossing you ultimately ended up with like a nook miles economy like Nook mm-hmm. Miles tickets ended up being like kind of the surrogate for some sort of currency. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened with the Stone of Jordan, which was a unique ring in Diablo 2. Where it's just like you like these rings became kind of the de facto medium of exchange uh, as opposed to actually gold because at a certain point gold just becomes useless as bells do in the Animal Crossing franchise. Uh, there's a cow level here, an unlockable cow level that you end up just sort of you could people would just run endlessly uh, <laughs> that you get a lot of loot in, and then the the a really fucking great expansion. I mentioned it increased the 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 loot size. It also it, uh, upscaled the resolution as I as I talked about earlier a complete new act, uh, two new classes, just, just one of the all time best expansions and one of the all time, most well-received games by people who, you know, I'll go back to, to Pokemon gold silver, because we talked about that on that episode of just like the expectations were so fucking high and people really had their things that they wanted to see in this game and it delivered. And then some, and that's why I think there's such strong nostalgia for it. So, yeah. So Diablo two, uh, comes out, you know, releases in 2001, and then three consequential things happen that aren't directly related to a Diablo game between that game and Diablo 3, which doesn't come out until a decade later.
0: 9-11.
2: Of- oh, 9-11, no. yes. Sorry,
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought we were doing a different list. <laughs>
1: yeah, Matt's birth, huh? Same day. Oh, <laughs>
2: World of Warcraft comes out in 2004. That's a big thing of just like, oh, shit, we can do, We have a new way to monetize multiplayer, and this kind of puts things in an MMO direction. And it's just, you know, it's, it's a seismic product for the entire industry, but for, for Blizzard in particular. Uh, Blizzard North is closed. So they closed that studio. And absorb it into the main Blizzard, uh, the 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 key figures depart, and the Diablo 3 they were making gets scrapped. That happens in 2005. And then in 2008, of course, Activision and Blizzard merge, which is kind of the harbinger for, I don't know, just a lot of bad shit that happens in the 2010s. In yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, b- b- publisher consolidation uh, and uh, and just also Activision and Blizzard's products in general kind of sagging and becoming more craven and exploitative. But all that said, Diablo 3 does come out in 2020-2012. Enormous hit, ultimately. 30 million copies sold, Uh, despite its launch. Has a very botched launch. Honestly, the reception to Diablo Immortal kind of reminds me of the Diablo 3 launch to some degree. I don't think they will be able to get people back in the way they did with Diablo 3, but it's like... I have, I think you can see in my my tableau behind me, the Diablo 3 uh, collector's edition. That's that mm-hmm. thing on my bookshelf behind my PS5. And I got this thing, pre-ordered this thing and was so fucking hyped. Ultimately, I shouldn't have sh- of taken it out of the shrink wrap, A, because it would probably be worth like 80 grand today. Uh, and <laughs> and B, because you couldn't fucking play this game when it mm-hmm. launched. Like it it just, it was always online and which was its own controversy in the day um and the you know the big thing that that, that became memed it, once this game launched was error 37 which was just you tried to you tried to log on and the servers were busy and you couldn't play uh, so that was one bit of controversy uh the other thing is that the the gameplay just wasn't as fun and uh, you know that like they just didn't quite have that sauce and then there's also the real money auction house which was a thing that you know Was not necessarily created with nefarious aims, Mm -hmm. but seemed very nefarious and certainly skewed the balance of the game. So basically what this was is that I mentioned World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft had an in-game auction house, which was very successful, did not use real money, used in-game currency. But, you know, you could bid on items or you could sell items that you didn't need to other players. Ah, uh, they were trying to do the same approach, except you could use real money. Because what happened with World of Warcraft and also with Diablo Two is that these gray markets existed, where you could go on and 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 you know buy gold from some gold farmer or buy you know items from someone who was running bots uh, in a different country. And uh, and use real money for that. And that was all very shady. And that was skewing the balance in its own way. And so they're like, well, shit, we can have c- our control over this. Uh, the problem is that just like fucked up the entire in-game economy and also just kind of like neutered the gameplay loop. Uh, here's a little excerpt I'm going to read from Jason Wait, Schreier, past guest. Yes.
0: Before you move forward, I did look Please. up what a copy of Diablo three collectors edition sealed would have, would uh-huh. have gotten here. And uh that the lead price here on eBay is $40.
2: Okay. So I'm it's good I took it out of the shrink wrap. And
0: then uh <laughs> so there's another one game. here for 30. Okay. Um and uh oh, there's one for 79. Okay, all right. That's not, not bad. bad.
1: Okay. 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 That's, That's like a new a, current gen game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe even a uh, you know, launch edition or something.
0: Here we go. That's not sure. so bad. Diablo Three Collector's Edition in brand new mint sealed condition, three forty nine, three hundred and forty nine dollars.
1: Okay. Not okay. bad. Okay. Okay. Not okay, a switch OLED. It's not too okay. Shabby. okay, yeah. Wait. Okay. <laughs>
2: Uh, anyway, so, so this is a little excerpt I'm going to read for about the real money auction house and, and, uh, this whole chapter, this whole section on Diablo three, especially if you're a fan of the game or games in general, uh, though, in fact, the whole fucking book is great. Jason Schreier's blood, sweat, and pixels past guest, triple click host. uh, I'll, I'm going to read a little bit of this. This was a community players who were saying, hey, guys, Diablo three is the exact same game, but I'm having this whole new experience choosing to play it without the auction house, says Wyatt Chang. Wyatt Chang later becomes a community pariah because of his uh, affiliation with Diablo Immortal versus a presentation. Uh, Poor dude. Anyway, uh, you can look at Diablo through that lens and say, you know what? I've got this really amazing game, but the auction house is having this distorting effect on how some people might perceive it. Uh, Then ultimately they talk a little bit about the internal discussions about whether discontinuing it, which they they ultimately chose to do. After some brief discussions about how the logistics might work, how would they communicate to players? What would they do with current auctions? How long would they need to wait? The decision crystallized. It was time for Diablo 3's auction house to die. I was thinking, wow, this is happening said Mosquera, uh, who oversees the oversaw the the console port, which I'll also talk about. I think it's to Mike's credit. Mike's a huge gamer. He loves the games. He loves players more than anything else. And he's just willing to make these decisions and say, you know what, the, uh, this is going to hurt, but it's the right thing to do. They, they, they announced this in, in uh, 2013, and then they shut down the auction house in 2014. And it makes the game better. It honestly does a huge amount to fix the balance of the game and also just restore credibility among the community because they're like, "Oh wow, this thing even if it was making you a lot of money, you're just like we care about the game this much, we care about the 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 uh the the actual playability of this product that we're going to remove this thing." And they did it. So the, to their credit. Wow. Yeah. There there also is this is the first generation, although there was a Diablo 1 PlayStation port, which doesn't really make a, a much of a splash uh and uh was, you know, we did have direct control, but that was the only one. It's kind of more of a footnote than an actual a big tangible thing. They have a console port for Diablo 3. And uh, this is the one that, you know, there's, there's again a bunch of this in Schreier's book about how this this came about and all the decisions that they made in order to make this port what it is. That's the one that Matt played uh, as we were talking about. And this one, you know, in addition to adding direct control, adds a dodge roll which is huge for how the game plays and it makes it, it makes this version actually more fun on console. That's, I think like if you're just looking for pure fun and probably why this entry sold the best, I think Diablo three on the console or on the PC with a controller support is just, is just the most fun version of it. Um, and, uh, and And I think it ultimately gets patched as spe- and, and and updated uh, via the the DLC Reaper of Souls uh, and then another uh, an, another playable class, which is available as DLC uh, into like a very polished you know like like great entry, not quite as good as Diablo Two, but you know what is uh, and uh, the soundtrack again, you know, draws some unfavorable comparisons to Diablo twos, but I think it is ultimately quite good. Here's a little bit from the uh, uh, from one of the boss fights. It's fucking getting ready to storm the Capitol right now. (laughs)
1: Let's go. (laughs) Again.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Who are we? <laughs> the Patriots. <laughs> what did Trump say? <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> uh, it's uh
2: it's. I, I don't know. I think it's it's really good. I think you know. I, I I think this game's really good and a and a really good execution of the Diablo formula. And yeah, as a longtime series fan, I came around to it. Even though at first I had kind of had my own skepticism. Um, and, uh, and then that brings us up to Diablo two resurrected, which we talked to about on the podcast, uh, Vicarious Visions oversees this in concert with blizzard, uh, Vicarious Visions also did the Tony Hawks pro skater remaster. They recently announced that they killed a Tony Hawks pro skater three and four remaster so that they could focus more on blizzard's projects, which I'm sure has Matt stewing and a lot of other gamers doing, it seems like why not, why can't you have them do both? But they've just sort of made that decision.
0: Hapadaka currently not hearing anything we're saying and just hearing the sound in the
1: arms of the angel. No, hearing the words uh cancelled um canceled Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three and four remake um are the the exact words you have to activate my version of the winter soldier. I'm going insane right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I, I think Resurrected is is really good and I think quite playable in, in 2022, 2021 is when it releases Matt, you we, we, you played it some uh, we played it together and yeah. I, here's the thing I think I think you probably, your feeling I'll, I'll let you say what you think I think you're probably I'm guessing that you probably like the gameplay of, of 3 better especially with the controller because there is no dodge roll even though there is controller support it's a little clunkier in Diablo 2 Yeah, uh, yeah The Resurrected
1: I, I, I did like the gameplay a little more in, in three. It's you know, it's not that uh Diablo 2's gameplay is bad at all. It's just it's you know, it's a little more it's uh, it's a little more modern, it's a little more polished, right? Um and it has just like quality of life things like that dodge roll that make it really fun. Um yeah. but I didn't dislike um uh the gameplay at all. And I, I liked I liked playing it. Um I had not played um any Diablo with uh like multiplayer like with a friend or anything. So like getting in there with you I was like, "Oh, I am in here with somebody who knows what they're what they're doing." Uh and I think I died a lot and you were just like, <laughs> uh, "All right, I'll catch up." And I was like, "Okay."
2: <laughs> uh you were doing great. There there's there is there is a little bit of a learning curve with this with it though and it's also like so much of I, I feel like this game is so optimized. I may have talked about it when we talked about it previously of just just in terms of people played. Th- it so many times now that, that 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 the best builds have all been sorted out. Matt has changed his background to a beam being shot.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I just <laughs> wanted you guys to,
2: enthusiasm.
1: I just wanted to show you guys my favorite my my beam. I love my beam. It's a good looking beam. <laughs> That's three
0: or is that? Which this is one from, is that?
1: This is from three. This That's beam from is three. from three.
0: That's a, yeah. a three I have beam.
1: A, I have a purple beam in Diablo Immortal, do which we, is actually do we, cooler.
0: Do we have? Uh, do we have a moment here to be able to talk about what our favorite beams in media are? Please, <laughs> Abadaka. Does one come to mind where you are like, oh, that was a good beam?
1: Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, there, you know. I love live action uh, Cyclops Scott Summers. That's a great beam right there. Oh, beam. good beam. Yeah, he's good. He's good.
0: Excellent uh, beam.
1: Yeah, like especially when he's like, um, I think there's a point in one of the movies, can't say which one, uh, where he's lost his visor. He hasn't lost it. He's like, I can't find my visor. He like his something happens to his visor, and obviously his vi- his visor has that like that ruby thing that like helps him to see. Uh, so he's yes. not just blasting beams all the time uh and so when he takes his glasses off you know he means fucking business with this beam yeah. all right he's not fucking around with this thing uh and he's just letting it blast off that's really good good beam yeah good Great beam. beam
0: weiger do you have a beam
1: Jim probably fucking drunk
0: <laughs> <laughs> loaded like ready to go <laughs>
2: You said you said beam and I, and then you said Jim and I was like is, that, is like is that a balance beam Joe? Where's he going with this? No, no you were talking about the J I M beam. I like it. Uh, the I don't like getting drunk. Who fucking cares? One reason do I have to stay sober. I don't, I'm drunk I do right not, now. I,
0: I do not have judgment for you, Weiger.
1: Yeah, me neither.
2: <laughs> anyway, the the uh, uh, it's uh, I have a problem. Uh, the the so the. Uh, what I was going to say is uh, about beams. My actual answer is Death Star beam. Oh, oh. Fucking planet. it's a fucking great looking beam. Great Iconic beam. beam. It's great terrifying. Beam.
0: Great beam. Um, I'm going to go with Shin Godzilla. Godzilla unhinges his mouth and has the perfect, like the purple beam. That he then cuts through buildings. Oh, with. Oh yeah, that's, that's really kind cool. of the
1: ultimate a, one too. That's a good he's beam. Like, he's got some. I'm looking at a picture right now. He's got some like coming out of his back too. Like yeah, that's how yeah. big this. This is like a crazy beam. Good beam.
2: Shin Godzilla there, beam. There's a sh, there's a you know a, a, there's a shmup there's a shoot 'em up that has a really good looking beam that kind of like it's it's fuck I wish I could remember which one it was. I don't know if it was a nineteen XX game, but it was. I like. I. I. I can picture it in my head, but I don't know. I don't mm. know what it. Which one it actually was. But that's what. That's what I'm thinking of. Is just like graphically is just such a satisfying beam.
1: There's a good beam in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart when you get mm, this sure. like. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's pretty nice though. I like just shooting people with that topiary thing. I like that too, because like grass statues. Every fun. time I think it's not going to work on a particular enemy, it does, and I'm delighted. <laughs> Yeah.
2: And you know what? Hey, that's part of the fun of the Diablo franchise is that there are so many different builds. You know, you, you can shoot your beam if you want, but you can also just like go in there and bash things up with a war hammer. You can if you're a necromancer, there's there's, you know, summoner classes which are very, very cool in these games, which you just have like an basically an army of minions to fight on your behalf. So you're just raising like 20 skeletons hmm. and, and, a, and a golem. And you're just sort of saying, like, go fuck shit up and I'll just hang out back here and maybe cast some poison here and there. Yeah. Uh, So, like, like, you know, there's there's all sorts of different ways to play it, depending on how active or how passive you want to uh, get through this game, Uh, which brings us up to the present day, which is Diablo Immortal comes out in 2022. Uh, You know, the I looked up on Metacritic where this one was going, and this is the lowest Metacritic I've seen of a game with the most number of ratings user score right now uh overwhelming dislike based on 5804 ratings .4 people just have re- have outright rebelled against this game wow uh, and i think a big part of it is is in addition to it just being like a cash grab and pay to win and it's transparently that like you can watch so many videos of people just be just you know comparing the Loot that you get from a, from a paid pass versus like an unpaid one versus versus uh, I forget exactly what the fucking thing is called uh but the but the sigils or whatever that you're paying for in the store that give you better loot at the end of dungeons um that's that's uh, uh, that element aside the gameplay has just been completely simplified and and I'm curious uh, uh Heather because you've messed around with this one. Yeah. And uh, we, we and I think this is your probably your entry point to the Diablo franchise, which is kind yeah. of like having your your entry point to the Mario franchise be Super Mario Run, uh, for iPhone. It's <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. a, it's a little bit of a of a neutered, limited experience. But I think it also does give you a good sense of what the mm. game actually is. What did mm. you think about your time you spent with Diablo Immortal?
0: Okay, unenjoyable. <laughs> I got a spit take out of white I,
2: I almost did a spit take.
0: <laughs> um. So, you know, I sat down with my controller and my iPad and and mm-hmm. and, and geared up for uh, so I knew so I would know what you were talking about. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, does, does Nick really like this? Is this mm-hmm. where our our difference of opinion is, is that like I'm walking down a hallway where footsteps are leading me exactly where I have to be. There's no sense of exploration. Uh, Monsters rise up from the corner and I just like go mow them down with my berserker fucking whatever I am barbarian. Uh, And then you pick up the gold and then you go back to town after you beat the boss that honestly never gets you below 95% of your health. Like, there's no point mm-hmm. in, in in my initial playthrough. And granted, I didn't spend more than, I only played it for like two, three hours.
1: Mm-hmm. But there was enough.
0: no moment where I was like, oh, I need to back out of here. Something, I need to figure something out. It was just like, yeah, mowing through. Th- and then I, I, I was like, oh, maybe the fun is playing with another person. Because you can kind of see ghosts of people running around the whole time a la yes. Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. So I signed up and, and, and got a little party together. And I was like, this is worse. (laughs) Like, I'm just, we're just mowing down everything. It didn't give me a sense. And I I know I go on and on on this show about, oh, I like combat. I I like a challenge. Where's, where's the difficulty? But like, I was like, this is almost playing itself and I'm barely doing anything. Mm -hmm. Like you just hold down the button to do action. That's weird to me. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, it's it's a yes. It's it's a very simplified version. Like you like you you said it, it's just sort of you know th- there's it's one thing to have a checkpoint or a waypoint. It's another thing to have like follow these footprints to get to this waypoint. It's like al- that simplified.
0: I also I was like, what would you spend money on? It tried to sell me like there's there's with. Say Final Fantasy for a soldier. It's trying to sell me like, oh, man, you can look like Sephiroth. And I'm like, fuck. Yes. Oh, man, I really want to do that. I want to look like Sephiroth while I'm riding a motorcycle at some dude. Yes. Sure. But but with this, I was like, why do I need a better sword? What am I what could it possibly give me that I don't already have?
1: Mm hmm.
2: Uh, so much of it, I think, is for late game because kind of with these Diablos, it's like there's usually two games. There's you meet you beat the main campaign, uh, then you replay it on it on a different difficulty, and then you get your character so leveled up that you kind of get get into what a lot of enthusiasts consider the real game, which is the late game loot acquisition. And, you know, just running the same the, the same dungeons to try to get drops, beating the same bosses to try to get drops uh and uh and and try to get the best items possible and then repen- repeating that cycle. So I think part of it is for late game, but I think the other thing is and this is one again where you could watch some YouTube videos of this taking place and realize and and again just just lower your uh esteem uh, uh you know lower your 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 feeling any if you have any feelings of goodwill for this product they start to dissipate and i'm trying to be to, to be easy toward like cuz i know the developers here this is not the game that you want to make like if you get you get a job at blizzard you, you grew up loving diablo and you want to work on the diablo franchise and there's like hey we're making this pay to win mobile game that's not like your idea of wanting to yeah. that's like that's like wanting to you know work on uh, uh, it's like wanting to get staffed on the sitcom Cheers, and then you're writing jokes for the Cheers slot machine. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like I don't know why that was my example, but there is a Cheers slot machine. Uh, it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> anyway, the 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 uh the like like it's it's uh, I I under I empathize with developers, and I think there is a good art direction here. But yeah, in terms of what you'd spend your money on it's, it's, it's first off, it's wearables, which I'm, which I'm fine with. Although that kind of confuses the game. Cause a big part of Diablo is, you know, to, to think of like, like a from software game. This happened a lot with Elden rings, like the gear you wear tells people what you have equipped and that's part of the fun of it, you know? And so when you've got these consumables, some of the, or the wearables, some of the ones that you have, it's like, it's a completely different set of armor on top of your existing armor. So it's just like a layer of a different effect on top of what you're, what you're wearing and completely obscures what kind of gear you, your 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 you've got which i guess cuz i have some strategic effect but it's also like to me that removes the point of the 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 process but the other thing is pvp and 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 it is completely skewed pvp where i, I talked about this earlier like you can watch you can find youtube videos of people just absolutely owning pvp with their pay to win characters versus uh people who are free to play and it just fucking that fucking sucks too cuz it's just like you know, again, imagine if you could if you could drop two hundred dollars extra in Elden Ring, and then you could just win every PVP match. You could win every you know every time you invaded someone, you could just absolutely wax them, um, just because you spent more money than the other players, regardless of skill. I mean, that's just that's just a fucking bummer. It sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there was a there was a huge uh, negative reaction when this was initially announced. I, I mentioned uh, Wyatt Chang. Um, this uh, I believe is him. Uh, getting uh, a, a very uh, unwelcome response uh, at BlizzCon in 2018 when they were talking about this game.
1: Here we go. Plans ...to make this playable on PC or is this a strictly mobile forever? Uh, are there any, uh, yeah, this, this, the current plan is to be on mobile, both uh, Android and iOS. Uh, we don't have any plans at the moment to do uh, PC. Do you guys not have
2: phones? Yeah, you guys I, all I have, have phones. Phone, right? So this is basically at a fan event, and they've said like we have a new Diablo, and then they announce it's coming for phones, and that everyone's pissed off. Ultimately, they do release Diablo Immortal for PC, which I played some of. It's just it's also that what that seemed like a little bit of an olive branch to the community that unfortunately the game just kind of yeah.
1: isn't that fun on PC. It's either, gotta so. it's gotta feel bad to get a genuine boo. Like it feels like it's like you know something you only see like on TV yeah. nowadays and stuff or whatever. But like to get one for real, it would haunt me for the rest of my days. Yeah, I wouldn't know
2: what what that felt like. Uh, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's I, I mean especially in that context because it's just you know I, I just, I've empathized with a guy because he's up there just trying to yes. pitch the company's product, just doing his best he can with it, and it's just like people are pissed off and they're it's understandable. Uh, I'll, this also got circulated a bunch. This was a a Starcraft two free to play ad that came out in twenty seventeen. And this is kind of a nice little contrast with the game that they would announce a year later and then release a few years after that and all of its pay to win machinations.
1: Dad, I'm getting wrecked. Can't I buy some stronger units?
2: Your grandfather didn't give his life just so his grandson could pay money to be good at something.
1: Dad, Grandpa's still alive. Son,
2: your legacy <laughs> awaits. <laughs> Anyway, pretty funny ad, but also it's just like what it's evangelizing there is just saying like pay to win sucks, and then that's and that's an official Blizzard like company position, and then they completely reverse themselves. Uh- and who gives it doesn't, I guess, in some, some sense, it doesn't fucking matter mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, they co-developed this with a with a Chinese mobile developer NetEase, uh, who you know knows how to make these sorts of games. And reportedly, this was the headline I saw. It's made twenty four million dollars on mobile in its first two weeks. Probably will continue to be a cash cow might end up being the the, the main cash engine for the company, uh, which just fucking sucks. But everything's grim, even in the game industry. So that's where we are. So yeah, that that brings us up to date, Uh, and then Diablo 4 is coming out in 2023, and they're trying to get out ahead of it because they understand that there's going to be a backlash, so there's this tweet from Rod Ferguson from the team. Uh, To be clear, D4 is a full-price game built for PC, PS, Xbox audiences. We are committed to delivering an incredible breadth of content after launch for years to come, anchored around optional cosmetic items and full-story-driven expansions. More details soon. So they're just basically saying this is a game you buy. This is not pay to win. This is a completely different approach. And hopefully that will end up, you know, being the the flagship Diablo product that we're all we're all hoping for uh, with with Immortal. Uh, and uh, but also knowing this franchise, people will probably be angry when it comes out and then they'll release a patch and an update a year later. And then it'll ultimately make everything hunky dory.
1: I, anyway, I... that's where we are. I wonder if there's going to be something like that for this game. It sounds like probably not because probably not.
2: I think it's just too profitable in its current concept, yeah. and I think they also think that this can exist as a different arm of like, okay, this is our You know, like like I mentioned, Super Mario Run. They probably just think of it in the same sort of way. This is mm-hmm. our this is our little mobile game. It's fine. The problem is that the the that. They presented it initially not as like, hey, here's our mobile game. It's Diablo. They presented it as like, here's a new Diablo. And I think that was a big, that's a big reason they're getting such a backlash from the, the, the fan community.
1: Imagine you're trying to squat up, and the only person in your squad is Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> and he's bought all the stuff. You know he's got the most high-end gear. Oh, man, Teddy. Well, when
0: the NRA gives you $50,000 a month, what else are you going to spend it on?
1: <laughs> Get his ass, Heather.
0: <laughs> you know, we used to we used to we used to sort of obfuscate our political leanings on this show, but it's just getting real out there.
1: Now's not the time for it.
0: And and it's time to it's time to come out hard and say, "I'm terrified to say what
2: I believe." <laughs> and you're right to be scared. Yep. This might be used against us, who knows? Absolutely. <laughs> Probably will. Um, uh, this is the I do want to add one more one more thing here, and I apologize for dominating this conversation. No, so please. Much. It's
1: all fascinating. Uh, this is I uh, mean, this is from the
0: this is the way this kind of episode works. You're not dominating the conversation. You're telling us about the thing you love and the and, and sharing a story with the listeners.
2: Okay, great. Um the uh <laughs> Good, thank you. I need that reassurance. You You're, this you're is welcome, a bit... Nick. I mean, you're doing a terrible job at it, but Fuck. you're you're
0: you're you're doing it.
1: I've uh, just flailing covered in flop sweat. You, you don't know this, but I have somebody <laughs> from Snopes on on the Zoom and they're like fact-checking everything you said and everything is not looking good. <laughs> Why
2: hasn't he mentioned rune words? Rune words are <laughs> such an important part of the Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the this this is a bit from the Diablo One Pitch document that I think kindly nice kind of nicely bookends uh where we are with a Diablo franchise and where it began. This is just a little excerpt. This didn't end up coming to fruition, but it's but it's a fascinating uh bit from the the late nineties mid nineties There are really two products here: Diablo, which stands on its own, and it's expansion packs. These packs would consist of one disk and maybe an information card in a small package. The disc would contain new elements that are directly installable into the base Diablo game. This is before widespread, uh, you know, broadband, so people weren't going to be downloading this stuff. This would have had been physical content, physical expansions. These elements would include new magic items, new creatures, new traps, and new level graphics. Expansion discs would all be different or maybe 16 or 32 combinations and would contain approximately 16 new elements in varying degrees of rarity. A sample disc might contain one rare sword... Three uncommon magic items, eight common items, two creatures, one trap, and a new hallway type. A player would buy an expansion disc or two, go home and install this data into his game. The new elements would be incorporated into the random mix when a new level is generated. Perhaps a player's character should have one goodie directly placed into his inventory for instant gratification. We believe these expansion discs should be priced at around $4.95 with the hope they would be placed near cash registers as point-of-purchase items. And then they go on to compare it to Magic the Gathering, which was very popular at the time. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it, it's interesting that, like, there was th- that. DNA was was a part of the franchise from its conception. The idea that like, hey, this could one day be a, a an ongoing revenue source with people just paying for additional bundles of content. And it, it wasn't anything that ultimately happened. They just released one expansion, mm-hmm. uh, one big expansion. But the idea of having like a bunch of different collectibles that you could get as many as you want and you play online with your friends and they'd have different gear and uh, maybe different enemies would populate your your game. It, it, it was interesting and, and it, it does kind of uh, lead in, in some sense to
1: what, were we, are, what were we are today with Diablo Immortal. I bet you there they're all real happy that, <laughs> that they could finally do the thing that they always wanted to do because uh, yeah, the- uh, everybody else did it for them first. Right. The the three guys who
2: uh who created this franchise and then were kicked out of the company, I'm yeah. sure are
1: <laughs> <They're> thrilled. <laughs> thrilled
2: with how things are looking They're, now. No,
1: that could have been us.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right now there's a uh there's a square Enix exec out there somewhere is like, what if you could pay real money and that's how you swung Cloud's sword? <laughs> 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 okay, okay, okay
2: that is what the next could, step
0: yeah what if you could wa- what if you had to watch a, an ad before you did a real a real time event right yeah
2: yeah I, I i think like like i and i wonder if we'll ever have monetization at that point There are probably already mobile games that do this where it's just like hey every arrow i fire from my quiver mm-hmm. costs me you know a hundredth of a cent so yeah, I mean, like, 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 I I don't know if we'll ever get
1: to that sort of point, but I yeah. can see it happening. Pay per uh, per per minute, you know. Well, like, what yeah. would
0: be interesting about that is that it would mimic real world medieval warfare, and that each mm. arrow did have a cost. But yeah. the problem is, is that you can't. It would have the the cost of your arrows would have to be scaled to your bank account. So, like, if you like, because otherwise you got these whales coming in and they just drop like 50 grand for their arrows. But if that 50 grand represents 0.001% of your income, then you're not actually getting the medieval battle experience, right? Sure. So they sh- you should have to sync. Developers, listen to me. This is a nightmare <laughs> pitch that I think you would love. You sync your bank account to the, uh, to the app so that you see a real world influx of paychecks and then arrows are scaled based on the income so if you make 50 grand a year arrows are 50 cents each if you make you know 5 billion dollars a year those arrows are i think it's like 5 million dollars each Is that the i don't math? know what the fuck i don't i don't know
2: god billionaires have so much fucking money
0: i'm not i'm not here Too because of no math I'm here because I've got a collection of shitty games from 40 years ago.
2: <laughs> any any questions, any anything that I that I didn't cover that you are are curious about or any thoughts that you have hearing all this and, and and or any thoughts about Diablo that you haven't that you haven't shared already. I'll I'll open the floor.
0: Well, I my thought, my first thought is I've never really liked the Blizzard aesthetic. Whether it be mm. Diablo or Warcraft or Starcraft, like there's something just generally sort of not for me about those aesthetics, right? Um, but if I was going to choose one that I had to play, it would be Diablo. Like it was, it was far sure. less off-putting to me than the sort of like, oh, I'm riding a cartoon cat. Welcome to War- World of Warcraft. Yeah, and I say that as a as a person who plays games. Over and over again, where I ride a fucking big bird all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. I know it. Um, but yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised looking at Diablo games at how inviting they seemed, uh, just visually, and uh, and the sound effects and the the gameplay loop might not satisfy my dopamine receptors. But sure. I can see how it would and it really makes me happy that it does so much for you.
2: Yeah, it's I I, I fucking I fucking love these games. I will also say that <gasps> I really thought when Diablo 2 Resurrected came out there's like, "Oh fuck, this is going to take over my life. This is going to be the only thing I play. This mm. is going to be all I talk about and what are you playing forever?" <laughs> and I was kind of surprised. And I think it's just like different stages of life and wanting to do different things that like I played, I you know, I I got one character, played all the way through it and, you know, messed around with some other characters and was kind of like, all right, that was fun. Hey, that reminded me of college. Oh, what a blast, you know? Yeah. And, and I think like, like a big part of this is just having its hooks in you when you have the time to really invest, because it is a demanding game in terms of hours of your life if you want to try to get high level loot.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I... I guess my final thought would be I I want to get back into to 2 cuz I am, you yes. know, I don't love Immortal, but I'm excited for 4. I uh you know, Hey, yeah, hope 4 is good. I'm late to getting in, you know, into uh Diablo, but it was a very easy entry point for me and I, so I, now any Diablo thing that comes out I'm excited and willing to try. So, uh I hope yeah, I hope 4 is good. Uh I hope if there's no beam, <laughs> there I uh, they're fucked i'll never play it (laughs) i'm not playing it if there's no beam i need to know if there's a beam in Mm. diablo 4 Uh, no beam no matt yeah that's right you heard it here first the uh that yeah that's the end of game tell. i think we we, we've got a little segment here though matt that's right it's time for a segment can nick and heather guess the game based on the reviews alone it's time for blind item reviews Wow! And nice. You guys don't know this actually, but I I dug up the original rules, and so we're gonna play it the right way this time. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, just as a refresher, here's how it goes. I've curated some negative, mixed, and positive reviews for some games. Based on Great. these reviews, it is up to you to guess what the game is. If you look, Great. if you if you lock in a guess during the negative round, you get three points. If you lock it in. Uh, during the mixed round, you get two points. And if you lock it in uh, during the positive round, you get one point. All make sense? So you'll, you'll have opportunities so. to guess. Yes. Uh, yeah,
2: the, the, the earlier
1: you guess, the more points you get. Exactly. Uh, right. All right. Let's 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 kick it off. First one. Here we go. This is a negative review. I really... Hold on. Let me get my glasses. Shoot. It's small. It's small. Okay.
2: Matt was looking under his waistband. <laughs>
0: Uh. call me a fucking (laughs) drunk oh my god look
1: just because we're both uh doing uh truth and comedy doesn't mean we can't have fun okay (laughs) uh here here we go here's a negative review Mm -hmm. i really wanted to like this game but i don't i don't like the lack of an open world I have tried playing this game about 20 times and I can't play it for more than an hour without getting bored. I know that an open world doesn't equal a good game, but for me, the lack of an open world equals not a good game. <laughs> I think it looks pretty nice, but I really hate being stuck on a path. I understand that a lot of people like this game, but for me, you need an open map nowadays or I won't, or I don't want to give you $60. Okay,
2: so $60, that's obviously a clue to the era. The. Open world has been exta- est- widely established as a convention for this type of game, which I'm assuming is a triple-A game. I'm trying to think of a game that came out in recent years
1: that was a little bit more linear. <laughs> beep a boop Heather.
0: Final Fantasy Thirteen.
1: Hmm. Heather. Sorry, that is incorrect. Mm. But there's no penalty uh, to guessing. I'm going to take a guess just because I think this game
2: is famously linear. The Last of Us.
1: You are incorrect, Nick. I'm going to move on. Since you both guessed incorrectly, I'm moving on to the mixed round. All right. Three points is off the table. It's gone. Here's the mixed review. Okay. I'm just so disappointed by this game and do not understand the hype at all. I know people will say those who don't like it is because it isn't like the older games, but it isn't that. I understand that combat isn't supposed to be the only focus anymore and that and the game is supposed to include more of a story and have more nuanced, less brutal graphic violence. But the combat isn't all that exciting. And with a subpar story and characters, there really isn't much more to be excited about. Other reboots or gameplay changes in series, such as Zelda Breath of the Wild, Tomb Raider, and Metal Gear Solid 5 have been great. So I was hopeful for this title. But instead, the changes made here are not successful and have created a very vanilla game. I will say that this is the most overrated game on the PS4.
2: Wow, huge clues there. Mm-hmm. Reboot, PS4. Some franchises mentioned that this is not a part of. PS4 game, remake, reboot, linear. Hmm. What am I missing? This is a it good makes,
0: game. It makes me wonder if... That's,
2: this is a good game.
0: If the person the who wrote the first review was had too narrow a definition of what Open world is so Heather. boop.
1: Mm. Heather. God of War. Heather is on the board with two points for God of wow, War. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Very very good. God of
0: War good. does have a mild open world format, but if you were like pedantic about it, you'd be like, "Well, it's not open world."
2: Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. It has more of a linear feel. I,
1: I'm, I'm with
2: you. Yeah. Great, Great. job, Heather.
1: Great. Thank you very much. Very good. Uh, let's go to the, second, the next game. There's only three of these, by the way. Okay. Okay. Round two, negative review. Here we go. I can't for the life of me understand what everybody felt was so hypnotic and atmospheric about this game. It's about as generic as a shooter comes, spruced up with some nice graphics. After 30 minutes of shooting everything that moved, picking up bullets, Kicking open a door and repeating, I realized this game would really get old really fast, and I wasn't wrong. By halfway through, I couldn't wait to see the credits roll. I didn't jump or cringe once throughout the entire experience. Um. Beep. Nick. That
2: was a beam sound. Nice. I was going to say Rez when you were talking to Hypnotic earlier, but I don't think that's what it is, and... And I was like, okay, I know what it is. It's a, it's a game we talked about in this podcast because of the door mentioned. The door mentioned. It's a VR, it's a game we played in VR. But then I, I buzzed in and then I was like, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. So I'm going to say that VR wireframe shooting game. Super hot?
1: Is you, it called super hot? Your, your answer is super hot? Yeah. And that, Nick, that is incorrect. Fuck. Boop, boop. Heather. Is that what it is? Hotline what I'm thinking Miami incorrect both incorrect Bob, uh, that's a great guess good guess i would say good guesses uh, but it is super hot that is what i was thinking of that is super hot yeah and super hot uh, rocks um and if there's a negative review of it i would not i would never read it on the show because i loved it um <laughs> okay that's a hint yeah <laughs> uh, oh i mean uh, never mind um uh forget what i said <laughs> uh we're moving on to the mixed one here we go great wow. graphics and story but way too easy What happened to Mm -hmm. hard games that took a long time to beat? This took me only 20 hours. Almost simplistic puzzles that don't really make the game feel like it should be uh, even in this series. Cool game, but best game ever? Not even close.
2: In this series, ongoing series, best game ever, suggested, has some sort of hype behind it. The gameplay of kicking open doors... Targeting enemies, things being hypnotic.
0: And simplistic puzzles. Here? And
2: simplistic puzzles. Which could describe a lot of games. Hmm. What was the word was it the, was the word hypnotic from the first review? Uh, yeah, hypnotic and atmospheric. Hypnotic and atmospheric.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'll say, I'll say since I think this is probably skewed towards games we've covered on the show. And I think this is one that is an existing franchise that even though it's a little bit older, I, this, 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 I wonder if this could maybe be silent Hill Two. Nick, that is incorrect. Fuck.
0: I know there's no penalty for guessing, but I'm stumped here. Like a franchise, we
1: we can move on to the positive yeah, round.
0: Let's do it. Move okay, let's do
1: positive. So here we go. This game is a classic in every sense of the word. I've beaten it on GameCube, Wii U, Wii, PC, PS2, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and now it's hitting the Switch. And if you've never played this game, you owe it to yourself to play this gem. Fuck. Wiger w- Beam. Ooh, that's tough.
2: I'll let Heather guess because she because she didn't uh, she didn't guess in the last round.
1: I think I did hear Heather first, though, because I, I mean, I'm counting ahead, her uh, saying fuck as part of it as well.
0: Uh, Resident Evil 4.
1: Heather is correct.
0: That's fucking wow. right.
1: Okay. Now now I could just rest on my laurels because why well, could not catch me? Nick, Nick could get it right in the negative round on this game. And then so it's you a have, tie you have game. three
2: points right now and then it's tied. Okay, so I have to get it right in this one.
1: Yes. Got it uh So it's it's still possible. I don't have a tiebreaker. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna guess Resident Evil Four, by the way. Okay. Nick thinks he yeah, should get a point him for him. that or something, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't think he should get a point. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I I, I kind of knew. Look, the game is designed well. I I did this. Sure. I did a really Your good game. job. My game. Your game. My game right. is is really good. uh um, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. Uh here we go. Uh, the, the final final round, round 3, negative review. Here we go. The story mode is nothing more than a couple of half-baked non-animated cutscenes, which makes no sense whatsoever. I finished about half of it in less than an hour, having known nothing about the characters. This game doesn't flesh them out at all. I'm still so uninvested. Wiger. Nick. Is this Shredder's Revenge? incorrect nick We hate to see that here we hate to see it oh
0: Uh, looks like i won and i can just guess whatever i want
1: (laughs) heather sneaking it is not sneak king no 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 uh but just for the exercise let's finish uh we'll we'll see if we can guess what it is okay you're moving on to the
2: if it was sneak king i'd be so mad it'd be really (laughs) infuriating wouldn't
1: it uh yeah, this, I guess, uh, in past ones, I've done it where there's like more of like a theme. There's not really a theme to this. Got um, it. But
2: yeah, I, I gathered there wasn't much of a theme. But I, but I, but the, what you talked about about the story mode being short and the, the cut, the cut scenes being, you know, just stills. And then also that like not knowing anything about the characters, that feels like the kind of thing that like someone who hated the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Yes. You're like, rail on this game for. You know, I think my logic was sound, is all I'm saying.
1: Your logic is sound. And, I think when you see what, what, what the answer is, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. All okay. right, uh, Here we go. Mixed review. The roster is impressive, but undercut by the game's insistence that players pre-select a single character before going online. In essence, the fighters are more accessible than what the game modes facilitate, but there's no denying how each human versus human match can be marvelous. Is, this, is this Street Fighter V? Ooh. Nick? Correct. It's Street wow. Fighter V. Heather is our there winner, kind of, though.
2: There <laughs> kind of was a theme there, though, in that you had like existing franchises, modern entries. I guess that's that true, were- yeah. Had a, had a mixed reception. Although, I guess, I guess eh, you know, honestly, it's pretty rapturous for God of War Resident Evil. And
1: before, so I guess really they, practice. in some way or another, all these games have been at least mentioned on the show as stuff we yes. either enjoyed or have messed around with. Um, right. I mean, Resident Evil 4, come on. The guy comes by and says, what are you playing every single week? He does. him? him? It's that's him. him. That's the guy? It's wow. Him. But that's, Very exciting. So, Heather is our winner and that's been another edition of Blind Item Review. Wow, my congrats, really good Heather. game. yeah, yeah, and congrats, Matt, on your game,
2: yeah, thanks so much, and congrats to me on game and tell. Hey, It'd great nice job here
1: sometime. You really did a good job. You walked us, you, you shepherded us through this like Deckard Kane himself. Mmm.
0: that was nice, Matt.
1: Hey, see, I was paying attention
2: <laughs> <laughs> If the segment at the end was just a quiz on game and tell, uh, all right, let's see let's uh, see if you guys learned anything
1: yeah. um, uh.
2: well that's this week's get played follow us on social media at get played pod our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. you can follow him on twitter at baffle gabs and hey we talked about some modern entries of existing franchises well july 2022 is the 20-year anniversary of the release of the most controversial mainline entry of gaming's most iconic franchise i'm talking about super mario sunshine wow so this month's we play you play is Super Mario Sunshine coming Monday, July 25th. We're going to play through that madness. Kind of honestly, back in our worst and weirdest days. It's certainly weirdest. This is, this is a, certainly a big departure for Mario. More so than Cappy, even. The, 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 the backpack Flood. Flood walked so Cappy could run. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. Also check out our premium show, Get Animated. Heather, what are we watching this week? This
0: week, we're watching Neon Genesis Evangelion episodes 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you s- subscribe to Get Animated on Patreon slash Get Played.
2: Boom. Yes. That's right. Patreon.com slash Get Played. And also, you can check it out on Stitcher Premium. There you go.
0: Guys, I don't think today, I don't think we got played. I mm. think today, we got game and told <laughs> and it was really nice
1: wow yeah thank you nick
0: thank you nick
2: thank you guys for being a receptive audience and you know what else you got play oh shit <laughs> fuck Surprise.